Hey kids, it's me, I see Robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to do something I've been planning for a long, long time. We're going to take a look at the top five sandwiches of all the time and space. It's going to be great, but until we get to that moment where we talk about the uh, lunch, meat, and bread, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat! OKIC Robot, Let's Get This Party Started Right, Let's Get This Party Started Quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. After evading the Pooptronics agents, our lads have arrived in the city and loaded the Tab Cola onto the truck. So there is the Tab. I hope you guys can make it back to Santa Rosa. Oh, did I mention, there were some guys here looking for you. No, you did not mention that. Who were they? What did they look like? They had ninja swords and looked really mean. What did you tell them? I told them that I never heard of you or about any Tab Cola. I said Tab was gross and they left. They are more than likely working for Pooptronics. They attacked us on the way here but we defeated them. Just be careful on the way back. They might still be out there. Don't worry lady, Ed sprayed them with knockout gas and they crashed. It was sick. Where did you get that gas anyway Ed, and do you have any left? That was some leftover laughing gas from a party I went to at Peter Coyote's house. Carlos Santana was there along with Jerry Garcia. They had an amazing jam session. I got in there on harmonica. It was epic. That sounds amazing. Do you have your harmonica with you? I'd love to hear some. I sure do Derek. Let me show you how it's done. And a one and a two. That is awesome Ed, you are better than that blues traveler guy and he is a master of the old blowharp. Funny you should mention that Derek. I actually trained Popper on the harp. He was really into the kazoo and I told him that was kid's toy and taught him how to rock the harmonica. That was back in 1983. Wow, Ed, you are so cool. I love that story. Where is I see robots anyway? He went to the bathroom but he should be back soon. I think he only had to pee. Wait look, those guys are grabbing him, Ed, we have to stop them. You are right, come on Derek, let's show them what we've got. Now let's return to Earth. The top 5 sandwiches of all the times and space. Hey, this is me, I see Robots, and we're back with another super fun, well, I hope it's a super fun top 5 list. This time out, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to everyone's heart, something known as the sandwich. I love sandwiches, you love sandwiches, there are, there are numerous worldwide sandwich chains, there are sandwich shops everywhere, everybody likes a sandwich, dude, so I'm like... Why don't I sit down, and why don't I think about what are my personal top five favorite sandwiches of all the times in space. I, I'm not going to get tricky on this one. Don't expect to swerve somewhere. I'm not going to go, like, number one is the hot dog, or number one is the hamburger. And while 
Those may or may not be sandwiches. I don't know. That's for other people to decide. We're going to strictly be like deli-style sandwiches, you know, like with a roll or with like a um, sliced bread kind of thing. We're sticking to like the two slices of bread or inside of a roll kind of deal. We're going very much by the numbers. There's not going to be any tricky things here. For the record, I'm expelling any kind of open-faced sandwiches just because I want a top and I want a bottom on this list. I want it to be... Something encased in bread. We're not going to have burritos. We're not going to have tacos. Don't expect anything like that. This is a real, by the number, top five sandwich list. Let's, um, let's go with the, with the list, I guess. I think, I think that's all the, uh, rules out of the way. I don't know when the sandwich was invented. This might be the part of the show where somebody gives you, like, the history of the sandwich. Doesn't it have something to do with, like, this guy, the Earl of Sandwich, was playing cards with some other aristocrats and, like, Homeboy didn't want to stop. He didn't want to take a break. He didn't want to leave the, the table because it's hard because his cards were, like, too hot. So he just, like, dipped over to the snack table, grabbed a piece of meat, slapped it between two breads, ate it with one hand while playing a uh, pinochle with the other hand, and thus invented the sandwich. I think it was something like that. That's what I read in one of those, like, bathroom history books or something like that. Those those Uncle John readers. I, I, I know not. Let's Let's go with that. Shout out. To the Earl of Sandwich, shout out to the Earl of Togo or whoever. Let's let's take a look at number five. And joining us on this list is a uh, Derek from uh, you know the Food Cube story. Good old Derek from Pooptronics. Number five. Tuna on wheat bread. That's a good one. I like it on a pita too. I, I like it on a pita too. Good uh, good note there, Derek. Here's a piece of trivia about the tuna on pita. Then we'll get back to the tuna on wheat. Back in the day when Siskel and Ebert were first getting together and they were first recording the, uh, the show at PBS Studios, they demanded in their contracts that they be treated equally. Equal lunch and everything. And the lunch that they, they decided on to get delivered every day was a tuna with tomato on pita. So every day they filmed the show at the st- uh, the PBS studios, they they had that sandwich. Very very interesting note. Shout out to Derek on that one. The the tuna sandwich is one that has been in my life for a long long time. Back when we were in Oaklawn, Illinois, a very common lunch was tuna on white bread. We were a white bread family. The tuna was made with mayonnaise. I think everybody does it that way. And my mom would throw in garlic salt. And some onions. So it's always had this uh, oniony, salty flavor in my mind. And I loved that sandwich. And I still love it today. The issue with it is it doesn't travel very well. So it's not like super high on the list. But as far as like, as far as like flavor, I love this one. Over the years, I've grown out of white bread and into wheat bread. The bread I prefer is Dave's bread. It's made by hardened convicts at the, uh, at the Dave's factory. That's one of the gimmicks. They... They make this delightful wheat bread, and they go out of their way to hire hire people with records and give them a, a second chance. So I I support that. I like the Dave's logo. It's this guy, hippie guy, playing the guitar. I don't know. It's good bread. It's a little chewy, but it's very flavorful, and it makes a really nice tuna on wheat. I kind of like my tunas, like, toasted, the bread toasted. I think that, like, you got, like, the wet sort of, you know, like, uh, fishy stuff, and I, I feel like it goes better with, like, a nice, sort of rigid, like, piece of toast. You can also eat it on the straight. It's, it's good irregardless. If you want to, if you want to switch it up, if you feel like you need a little variety in your tuna sandwich, you can mix in a little bit of barbecue sauce as opposed to mayonnaise. One of the really great things about tuna is that it's very high in protein, like, super high in protein and very low in calories. So you can, like, 
you can decide for yourself. Do you want to put in a lot of mayonnaise? You need the mayonnaise to lubricate it up. That's what sandwiches need for the most part, lubrication. Mayonnaise is your sandwich lubricant. So you like, you can mix in a lot and add a lot of calories. Or you can mix in just like a little and sort of go at it drier and, and get G's P with the low cals. I don't know. It's up to you. Whoever you like. I myself, nowadays, it's uh, straight salt, normal salt diced onions, and a little bit of mayonnaise. Enough to coat the whole thing and, like, change the color, but not enough to where I'm getting a ton of calories on some Dave's wheat bread. Good stuff. I could go for one right now. Derek, what's up next? Number four. The meatball sub. Man, that is a good one, but it's so messy and so high in calories, bro. I, uh, I don't disagree with you there, Derek. It's definitely both those things. Super messy and also high in calories, but also incredibly high in deliciousness. The meatball sub was invented in America, like all great things are in the, uh, in the turn of the 20th century, as, as I just read on the internet, like, right now. I don't know. I didn't, I, I decided, maybe I should look at the history of some of these sandwiches, and then I, I went and I looked, and they said the meatball sub was invented in the United States, Around the turn of the century. Great. Awesome. Now we all know all about it. A meatball sub is so good. They're so good. I only have like maybe one or two a year. But every time I do, I'm just like, oh my gosh. This is so great. Basically what it is is like a roll. Like sliced up with like three. Usually there's three meatballs in there. If you go to Subway, which I don't recommend. You get like a bunch of meatballs. But if you go to like a like a can of Vari's. Or if you go to a nice nice Italian place, you're probably going to get three meatballs right across the middle, almost like hot dog style. You're almost holding it that way, but you want to flip it over. And then there'll be like a little bit of pasta sauce and cheese, kind of holding the whole thing in together. If you go to like a low rent place, you're going to get probably like way too much sauce, not enough cheese, not enough meatballs, and it's going to be messier. But if you go somewhere good, it's going to be a nice, solid meatball kind of thing. They're so good, dude. A meatball is just, like, delightful. When I was a kid, I really took meatballs for granted. I thought they were fine. But as I've as I've gone out there into the world of fine dining, a meatball is like a thing onto itself, dude. Everywhere you go, they make them different. They're all very similar, but they all have a different flavor. You got to make sure to find your favorite meatball joint and then only go there. My personal fave, Lazzini's. Lazzini's going to pop up on the list again, I'm sure. That's my favorite sandwich shop in all the world. It's out there on Bennett Valley. It was kind of a Montgomery High School kind of hangout place. My wife, she was down to the Lazzini's being a uh, Montgomery Viking. I myself, Santa Rosa Panther, do or die, so I... I didn't help hit up Lazzini's as much. I was more of a uh, more of a Perry's Deli, which is right directly across the street. But uh, now I know Lazzini's has the best of all the meatball subs. Amazing sandwich. I love it. It's like it's like eating a pizza inside of a inside of a slice of bread. Just really great. Shout out to the meatball sub. Let's see what is number. This is gonna be number three. We're really we're really moving through these sandwiches, aren't we? Number three. The Italian stallion or the Italian sub. Some call it a grinder. That's weird. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Derek. There are all kinds of weird regional names for sandwiches. You got your hoagies, your grinders, your subs, all these things. I call them subs. I, I don't think that's out of the norm here in California, but it just seems like for the most part, people call them sandwiches. You don't hear the submarine sandwich as much as, uh, as, much as you did back in Oakland, but man... 
the Italian stallion or the Italian sub is just, oh, it's so good. It's so great. Let's, uh, let's hop onto the online. We're actually, we're already there. I'm tricking you guys, but, uh, let's, let's see. What is an Italian sub made of? The Italian sub or a hoagie is made with salami, prosciutto, mortadella, ham, capicola with provolone on a roll. They also spray like this vinegar stuff and like this peppery stuff. And it's just, it is so great. What's great about it is like, it's so, it's so meat heavy. It's so dense in the meat that like, you can eat half. You can eat your one half. That's what's really cool about a the sub. They wrap it in paper, then they give it a chop and you, you can eat one half and then eat the half later because it's so filling with that, with that iceberg lettuce and your tomato and your pepper on it. Man, I want one so bad right now. I'm recording this around lunchtime. It's like, it's pretty near my time to go take a break and eat some food. And I am so tempted to go to Lazzini's, or more likely get the Lazzini's delivered to the house and get myself an Italian stallion. I'm going to resist. I will resist. But uh, it'll be hard. It will be difficult because it's such a great sandwich, man. The roll is nice. You know who has nice, who has nice bread is Togo's. I think that... I think that Togo's might be a California-only chain. I think, I think I remember reading somewhere it started in San Jose and that it might be only California, but they have, they have really great bread. I hate the bread over at Subway. It's so mealy. It's so gross. Blech. But uh, when you go to a Togo's, you definitely get a nice bread. When you go to Lazzini's, you get a nice roll, man. You can see them slice the roll and it's just, uh, they wrap it in that paper. Give it the slice. You got your two halves. It's just so good. Let's... Let's jump forward, Derek. I'm dying right now. I gotta go get some food. It probably won't be a sandwich. It'll probably be some sort of a tofu vegetable dish that's low in calories. What a life! 7-Eleven has a sandwich called a submarine. Out your way, you may call it something else, but we call it a submarine, and you'll call it sensational. And along with a hot cup of coffee, 7-Eleven submarine sandwich goes down good. Today's wise choice. We now return you to the list. The grilled cheese sandwich. Oh dude, those are so good. I like them with cheddar, but Swiss is good too. Yeah, those are both uh those are both really good, Derek, but for the most part I go for like just the plain old American cheese when I when I have a uh, grilled cheese sandwich. It I I feel like it melts it melts the best. I go for, like, grilled American on wheat, Dave's wheat bread. Sometimes I'll, like, uh, sprinkle in some, like, shredded mozzarella in there to kind of get, like, a like a cheesy mix. But for the most part, anytime you grill a cheese sandwich, it's going to be, it's going to be very good. It's a very, a very versatile dish. You can't, you can't go wrong. It pairs well with soup. I feel like any soup is a good pair for your uh, grilled cheese sandwich. But of course, tomato soup is the best. You can actually like, you can dip 
the corner of your sandwich into the, uh, into, into the soup, and then you're getting, like, you're getting, like, tomato, and you're getting bread, and you're getting cheese altogether. It's almost a pizza. It's like a pizza-like snack. The grilled cheese is, like, it's really great. I, I sometimes get an upset stomach. I, I have a lot of sensitivities to various foods, like onions and things like that. It's just, it's not even, like, a big deal. I take, like, an Alka-Seltzer, and I'm fine. It's no, no big deal, but, like, I'll get an upset stomach from something, and then I'll not want to eat, and a grilled cheese sandwich is like, it's like one of two things I can eat at, at any time. The other being a, uh, a McDonald's hamburger, but I'm presently off McDonald's, so when I, when I get the, uh, good old stomach ache, the grilled cheese is the go-to. It's just such a delightful sandwich. There, there's so many good cheeses you can put on. You can put, like, a mozzarella, delicious, a Harvardi, delicious, cheddar, American, even like a slice of Velveeta, you just cannot go wrong. Like I said, I prefer it on the wheat, but you can also do it with the the white bread that's also like a really delightful sandwich. It's just like, it's a can't go wrong sort of dish. You just can't, you can't, it, there's nothing, there's no way that you can, can mess it up except to, uh, except to burn it. When I was, when I was younger, one of the first foods I ever learned to make for myself was a grilled cheese, but I would do it like... I would do it, like, in the toaster. Don't, don't get this twisted. What I would do is, like, I would toast the bread, and then when it was still warm, I would pull it out and slap the cheese in there, and then, like, hold it tight with my hands, and eventually, not too long, it would get a little melty, and that was my, that was my entree into the, uh, grilled cheese. Nowadays, I am, like, a grilled cheese master, man. I can make any cheese into like a delightful grilled cheese sandwich. I'm not saying that's cool trait. Anybody can do it, but you just use a little butter. You know, you put some butter on the bread, butter on the pan, slap it in there, let it sizzle. It's delightful. Let's, uh, let's move forward, man. What is the greatest sandwich of all the sandwiches in the world? And now we proudly present the best sandwich of them all. Number one. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Bro, I thought you might say that. You eat peanut butter all the time. Excellent choice, amigo. The number one greatest sandwich of all the time and all the space is without a doubt the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I love peanut butter and jelly. I love peanuts. Shout out to George Washington Carver who made the peanut great. Showing any man with a mind could create. I, I love peanut butter. There's just like, there's no ifs, ands about it. I love it. I can't even... I can barely keep it in the house because I will go through a jar in like two or three days. It's just, it's amazing to me. I love it. I love it creamy. I love it chunky. I love it natural. I love your, I love your jiff and your more processed peanut butter. I love it. I love plain peanuts. I eat peanuts all the time. I go through like a jar of just plain peanuts a week. Easily. I love them. I think they're great. And when you, when you add in the jelly, it is just, it's delightful. It's off the charts. It's amazing. And one of the most important things about it. It travels well. I love sandwiches. I think they're great. But for the most part, your meaty type sandwiches, your turkey, your hams, your bologna, they don't travel too great. They kind of, they kind of mush up the bread. And to me, meat juice on the bread sitting all day, it's not great. I would much prefer like the sweet jam or the jelly to like infuse with my bread. It just makes it so much better. I, I love peanut butter and jelly. I'm going to have one for lunch today. I will eat them at least once or twice a week, whereas these other sandwiches, I'll eat them every once in a while, every once in a blue moon. You know, I'll have like a meatball sub. But the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a giant, giant part of my life. What I'll do is I just get like one slice of bread, 
throw some PB, throw some J, and then just kind of fold it over and eat it. I'll eat half a one to kind of cut down on the calories, but man, I just, I cannot say enough about peanut butter. I'm a peanut butter addict. I love all forms of peanut butter. I like your natural butter. I like your jip. I know I've said it, but I love, I love them all, man. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Superman peanut butter, which was our brand growing up. That's the kind we always had. Sadly, they don't make it anymore. I don't, I don't know why Superman got out of the PB but business, but, uh, it's sad. It's sad to me. For the most part, I think we, we tend to go for, like, your more natural brands of peanut butter. Your, uh, hold on right here. I, I prefer Adam's Natural Peanut Butter. That's my brand right now. I have an Adam's jar in my office. Let me, let me sit it right here. What I, what I do with this was, like, I emptied out the jar of the peanut butter and I washed it, ran it through the dishwasher. And now if I have, like, little candies or whatever, I throw them in this jar so that ants... Don't get in it. Ants find a way to get into everything, dude. In California, we got ants everywhere, man. So you got to keep, like, your sweets all sealed up. And every once in a while, I get, like, get some gummy cola bottles at the Dollar Tree. And I'll just, like, throw the bag in, in, into there so they're safe. But, uh, upcycling. You got to reuse things again. But uh, Adam's Natural Peanut Butter is my favorite at the moment. But, uh, it's all good, man. When it comes to peanut butter, I'll take them all. I'll take it on wheat. I'll take it on rye. I'll take it on sourdough. I'll take it in any form, dude. Peanut butter and jelly number one of all times but there are like a million good sandwiches out there so let's let's give a shout out to a few of those shout out to ham and cheese shout out to turkey on swiss shout out to the patty milk shout out to the tuna milk shout out to bologna dude bologna's underrated you got bologna with iceberg lettuce shout out to the fried bologna shout out to the steak sandwich Shout out to roast beef sandwiches. Shout out to all those delicious sandwiches throughout the world. I love you one and all. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. I do, as a matter of fact, insist it is me, Icy Robots, and we're back. We're going to talk about a G.I. Joe figure I got. I think that this one is from the haul that we got at the uh, at the Sunnyville Mall. I I got to be honest. I don't um I don't think it is. I think I got this one at Target the other day. I am not I am not altogether sure because it's really cool, man. These Super 7 G.I. Joe reaction figures are popping up everywhere, and I think that's really cool, because I want them, I think they're fun, I think they're neat, oh, to the max, and it's like, I like these things to be available to everybody, dude, I don't want to have to, like, search all over the place, don't want to go online and look, I just want to be able to go to the store and find them, you know, even if I have to do a bit of hunting, I'm cool with that, I'm cool with, like, hunting around looking for the one I want, but I don't want to have to be able to, like, not find anything anywhere, if you know, what I mean. So, uh, let's, let's take a look at who we got here today. The guy we got now is a guy who goes by the name of Major Blood. Major Blood is the Cobra Mercenary. He's one of the first dudes that I have, like, a lot of history with as far as action figures. I didn't have, like, a ton, like, back in the early days of G.I. Joe, like, in 83, 84. I did, you know, wind up with, like, a decent collection later, but the first few years, I only had a couple guys here and there because I was, I was into Mo 2 and I was into other things. My parents were gonna buy me, like, every, every toy that was out there, if you know what I mean. I'm not one of those, not one of those fancy boys, you know, yeah, your kid had a hard scrabble existence, so... I had, uh, I had a few guys. 
The first Major Blood was a mail-away action figure. I think if you saved up five flag points, you could send in and you would get them. And I I did that. I don't remember the five that I, that I had to uh, get the Major Blood. But I do know that I got the Major Blood and that I thought he was super cool. Super neat, even though he wasn't like, he wasn't like a big character in the comics or anything. He wasn't like giant on the cartoon. I, I did like him because, uh, I don't know, dude. He was a mail-away guy that gave him like a special provenance, if you know what I'm saying. Like I had to, had to snip those things, had to mail them out, had to wait. Remember how long you had to wait for things back in the day? Now if I order something from like eBay or whatever, it gets here, you know, within a week or so, you know. But back then you're just like... Six to eight weeks, which really meant like eight to ten weeks. And finally it would show up and that would be great. But uh let's let's find out a little bit more about major blood before we get uh before we get too far into it if we aren't already. Real name Sebastian Blood, birthplace Sydney, Australia. Blood is a hitman and bounty hunter that Cobra has on retainer to solve problems they can't on their own. Blood served in his home country's Special Air Service Force where he held the rank of Major. He then transferred to the French Foreign Legion before embracing the life of a mercenary. Blood is easily identified by his eye patch and snidely whiplash-style moustache. And also by his weird helmet and his arm thing. Coming up, I always thought that uh, Major Blood had a robot arm, that his right arm was robotic. But it turns out like his weapon is actually a rocket launcher. And what is on his arm is armor that is uh, protecting from like the backblast, which is which is pretty cool. But at the time, I thought he had a robot arm and I, I always thought that was always thought that was pretty fun. He was like he was like backhanding Duke with his robotic arm. But still, man, now it's like. He's backhanding Duke with his uh, armored, armored arm. Let's take a look at his file card. Major name, ma major name, major name, major blood. Received initial military training in uh, air services. Da 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 da. Major Blood writes poetry badly. Let's let's take a look at this. Over the years, they released a couple different versions of Major Blood, and they had two different poems. Let's take a look at those. When you're feeling low and woozy, slap a fresh clip in your Uzi. Assume the proper firing stance and make those suckers jump and dance. That's the one that I remember. I remember thinking that was pretty clever, pretty witty, but then later, there was a different one. A mercenary's job is a heartless one. I'm a soldier for hire, like a pawn shop gun. My ruthless tactics keep you on your toes, because I fight them all, whether friends or foes. That's that's one I haven't seen. It doesn't really make me want to hire him, because he will fight his friends. He will also fight his foes. But uh, I don't know, man. Maybe that tenaciousness is something you want in a mercenary. Let's get him off the card right here. We're already digging in. I cannot wait. He comes on a tray. And Major Blood has a piece of tape on his back. Because this one is banded differently than the other ones. The other ones went more... This one is across both shoulders. Like a backpack. Vidal Sassoon. Snippy Snips. 
Gonna snip these off. Then we're gonna take him off his uh, collectible uh, carton here. He has another one around his neck, but that one just came off really easily. Throw that away. Let's pull his gun out. It's a replica of the original G.I. Joe action figure gun, but it's a little bigger, different color. Goes right into his hand easy enough. And yes, indeed, this is Major Blood. When you look at him right here, what I thought was a weird helmet is actually a Cobra helmet without the without the visor. That detail is very clear on this figure because it's blue. The other one is black. I imagine Major Blood painted it black because his heart is black and it matches his eye patch. I like him though. Very, very cool. Five points of articulation. He goes at the legs, the shoulders, and then his head can turn to and fro. Look around. His gun arm lifts up like this. Very sweet. Just like the one in the cartoon. That's what I appreciate. These are different than the original ones. Let's, uh, let's cut his card off the thing. Snip. You hear the snips? We're snipping it out. I've been keeping these. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But, uh, you know, part of the fun is cutting these out, I think. Go around this way, and then we are going to cut. There we go. So we got the card on. Let's take a look and see who's on the back here. Same ones we've been seeing for a while. You got your Dukes, your Bazookas, your Destros, and such. Let's throw this part away. There's no flag points. That would have been a nice little touch if they had some flag points and you could send away send away for that uh surfing thing. Remember that what was that called the Mantis? It was like a uh, like a windsurfing rig for GI Joes. I had that. I had a lot of mail away things. I did have that one and uh I never had any water to float it in and it didn't float anyway. I did uh I probably played with it in the tub and you know what? I probably had a really great time. Let's uh move forward. Major Blood Gets a very high rank right now. We got Major Blood, we got Storm Shadow, we got Snake Eyes, and we got Scarlet, and we got Quinn. Still got to pick up that Duke. Got to pick up Lady J, who I've seen over at the store. Have not yet seen any troopers, sailors, or soldiers. If I did, I would pick them up post-haste, especially those sailors. Really into the sailor uh, troop builder that's uh, on this series. But uh, let's move forward, and we'll be right back. I'm here at one with nature. Clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is World's Famous with your host, EC Robots. That's right, it is definitely that. This is World Famous with me, IC Robots. But I would assume by the 30-minute mark that you would know this. I would hope the 30-minute mark of episode number 32. I would think that you would uh that you would know this. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on that's like, that is worth mentioning. I went on a pretty good hike the other day. That's why we have the little nature intro. We went out to Annadale and we, we hiked about for a few hours. I think we did four and a half miles, which isn't like, which isn't like nothing, but it's not the longest hike of all, all the time in space. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's, um, it's very, it's very energy intensive to walk over like uneven surfaces as opposed to just like walking along the sidewalk. You know, you do some climbing, you do some of this. There's a couple places where you got to go up these uh, little hills. It's fun, man. It's nice. We saw, what did we see that day? We saw four turkeys, four deer, and I think I saw a coyote, but I'm not sure. It was off in the distance, and I couldn't, I couldn't really make it out. It was either that or a skinny wild dog, but like, what is a coyote but a skinny wild dog? So we're just gonna, we're just gonna say that that is what we saw. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, nice and cold right now. There's there's a bit of a cold snap here in good old Santa Rosa. It's weird. Like, 
for one week, it was really, really warm. It was like, like 70s and like the low 70s, which is, which is weird. And one day set the uh, high temperature for this time of year. And then the next week, it all blew away. And then one of the days set the low temperature for this time of year. So who knows, man? Weather is a, weather is so weird. I feel like weather is just like, it's the wind. Like the wind blows some hot stuff toward you and then it blows some cold stuff toward you. And then it's just, it is what it is, dude. But, uh, at any rate, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna gear up and get ready to head for the hills. I, I'm tired, man. I'm tired and the body's weary. Been hitting that gym, pumping those irons, going for those walks. And it's, uh, it's just nice, man. I, I got a few nice VHS hauls. Recently, I got, um, I got, like, a ad out there on the internet saying that I'll, I'll come to your house and get your VHS tapes if you don't want them, and actually, I got some biters. We went out, uh, and got some out of somebody's barn, which was, which was, should have been a sign to me that there was gonna be some moldy tapes, and a lot of them were moldy, but a couple of them were gems. I got some nice stuff from my old Disney channel, and then we went out to somebody else's house and got their videotapes, and they, they have, it was interesting, because they were taping stuff off the TV up until recently. There were, like, episodes of The Walking Dead from season 8 on these tapes and, and that kind of stuff. It's cool, man. It's cool to see that people are still actually using their VCRs. It's it's interesting. Like, back in the day, the ability to record stuff was just, like, gigantically important. You know, you had to have your VCR, you had to have your stuff. And now, they have things on streaming, so the need to record things and keep them isn't, isn't what it was. But uh, I still feel that need is there. You know, there's, like... There are things I want to keep and have a hard copy of, and I guess you could, like, burn them to DVD or you can do whatever, but it's just, like, it's just not really that important for me to, like, get one of those, like, VCR DVD recorder gimmicks, but, uh, from time to time I do think maybe I should just, like, start recording stuff. Just keeping stuff, because, um, you know, the 80s and the 90s, the TV and all this stuff with the commercials, it's so well-preserved, and I wonder how, how much of this period of time is going to get preserved. I, I know you're saying, look, dude... Everything's streaming, but you know what? When things are streaming, it's under the control of whoever owns it. If they want to remove it, they can remove it. If they want to alter it, they can alter it. But if you have, like, an original copy of the OG recording, it's yours. You can do whatever you want. You can keep it, and there's no chance of anybody being able to, like, remove parts or add parts or change parts. And I realize that's not necessarily all that important. Let's be honest, because the... As much as we like to watch those old tapes with the commercials, nowadays it's like when a commercial comes on, you just fast forward through it as fast as you can. Like you, like you used to want to back in the day. So who knows, man? Who knows what the future holds? Who knows anything? I'm just kind of, just kind of rambling here. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a day. Oh, this is important. We're gonna be off next week. The wife's birthday is coming up, and we're gonna go take a little trip. We're gonna have a little fun. So I'm not gonna be able to poop a show out for you guys, but it'll be fine. You'll be happy. You'll be able to. uh You'll be able to enjoy your life without good old icy robots in it for one week, I think. I hope. If not, please reach out to me. If you can't survive without me, reach out and I'll I'll talk you through that crisis. But uh, there's a ton of fun stuff over on supportthereport.com. That's the show Patreon. A lot, a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Lots of episodes at the movies. Uh, some DC Who's Who. I got some cool mixes. Getting ready to drop the new workout mix. It's called the Horsepower Initiative Mega Mix. It's amazing. I've been listening to it at the gym fine-tuning it, and it's just about fine-tuned to perfection. It's great. You're going to love it. It's going to be up there soon, so please consider doing that. Supportthereport.com. As little as a dollar a month helps uh, keep us on the air, helps to keep me motivated. I 
I guess that's about it, guys. So until we meet up again further down the road, this is me, I see Robot signing off saying, if you don't like what's on the news, go out there and make some of your own. All right, um, Am, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get a heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, bite your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack And we're world's, world's, world's famous Yo, slick blow. That's right. The I see robots. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. And a one and a two. Blood. Oh wow.